everyone and welcome to Downtime with John and Emily, the how-to podcast by siblings who don't know anything. I'm your co-host, John Downey. And I'm Emily Downey. And I realize now that I had an idea for an opener and then I it, it was supposed to be a real somber thing. And then I opened it really uh, cheery, so I'm going to bring it down now. All right. Uh, um, hello, everyone. And um, welcome uh, to the show uh we're um sorry I, i'm just i'm a little beat up um we're we emily and i are currently in mourning yep um that's true we had a very trying day um we actually recorded uh, an episode this morning uh this is it is tuesday right now uh and we're releasing the episode today um so as you can imagine we we were stressed out already uh, a little bit we recorded an episode this morning, and um, upon sitting down to edit the episode to release it, um, Logic uh, swallowed my audio in its entirety. Um, maybe it needed your audio. Like, maybe your audio was good food for Logic, and now it's going to keep working for you and all the other podcasters better than ever before. That's, you know, um, using our podcast episode as fuel to keep it know, going. That helps, I think. I think yeah. that I think that helps knowing knowing that the life force of our of our good comedy, probably probably the best comedy we've ever done. Probably, yeah. Um, that no one will ever hear now. Uh, I mean, they could hear your half. They could hear your half. Yeah. If you want, <laughs> if anyone wanted to listen to that. Uh, I think I think what we can do for the people is just quickly like shotgun through all the funny stuff that happened. Okay. In the episode. Sure. Now it was seven o'clock in the morning. Yes. So I don't really, and I do try to, because I like to re-listen to the episode. So I do try to black out everything that happened so that right. it's like fresh. Oh, so, so I listen you want, with new ears. So you try and forget everything that you say in the episode so you can re-listen to it later as a fresh audience member? Well, I don't know if I try, but it is what happens. <laughs> it does happen. <laughs> Sorry. Like uh, I didn't say uh, that. Uh, and then you're like, no, this happened. Yeah, definitely, definitely happened. Yeah. Uh, so I started out with a really great bit about murder hornets. Yeah, which I did not know about. I didn't know about the murder Emily hornets. Emily didn't know about murder hornets, and then I told her about murder hornets. So tell, she knows tell the about audience that now. about. I know about it, but you tell the audience about the. I'll tell the audience about the murder hornets. You tell the audience what you learned. Okay. So John mentioned murder hornets in a text to me yesterday, Monday. And I was like. Qua? Like what? Is that is qua what in French? Uh yeah. Is it or is it K? Nope. I don't know. I was like, what? And basically John had to fill me in on the fact that murder hornets have decided to take up residence on this continent. Yep. You know, because I knew about hornets that were like those deadly, deadly hornets, that there was that video circula- circulating around that these you know, from some nature documentary that, that made the rounds ages ago about how they go into beehives and just murder everything. And then the bees surround them in a big ball of bees. Yeah, wait, where are those bees at? I, those bees. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, I saw these murder hornets right. that are definitely like, 
built for death. Yeah. Like they're only the designed to kill. The only thing they are programmed to do is murder. Right. And I was like, thank God they're not here because I only feel safe knowing that I don't live on the con the same continent as these murder hornets. And now my sense of safety has been taken from me because I found out that they have now decided to become an invasive species, which I already don't like invasive species for many reasons. But mainly the one reason. But <laughs> Right. Yeah, the big one. Yeah. The big one. Now they're on our continent. Yeah, they're here. And the here. thing is, the bees in Asia or wherever these hornets are from, I believe it's Asia, they, it's like somewhere on that continent. Like yeah. one of the few continents I've, I've never been to, you know, yeah. which I was like very happy. Okay, You cool, have not- been on the continent with that terrifying parasite that jumps up your pee. I've actually peed in that river. No way. I have. Emily, why would you do that? Well, they told you not to, but you sometimes you just got to pee. You know? Right, but why do it in the river? I mean, like I was in the river and we were floating down the river. and I Emily. Was like, this is the Amazon River. This is where that pee-pee fish is. This is where the pee-pee fish is. Yeah, but I was like, I'm where, you know, whatever, I'll be fine. No. I peed through my swimsuit. That do- I don't think that so matters. Now, I don't think the pee-pee fish cares. Well, the pee-pee fish didn't get me that time, so I... <laughs> <laughs> I was the safe. pee-pee fish swam up and saw your also, bathing suit. was like, God damn it. God damn she it. figured it Line out. Next time I'll Apparently, get the, you. The pee-pee fish thing is just, uh, you know, it's anecdotal anyways. No one knows whether that's real. <laughs> you know, that was just on whatever that f- that fishing show. Was it? I I want to say something in my mind is telling me that I did not see it on a Discovery Channel show. In instead, I think I saw it on like a thousand ways to die or whatever that show was. No, I feel like it was on River Monsters. I don't something. think it was. Anyways, I don't know. Doesn't matter. So I lived on that continent and I survived that. But I was like, the murder hornets is where I draw the line. Because you, know, as you know, John, I am afraid of bees. And think about it, in its environment, yes, it's devastating. But the bees have developed a counterattack where they will, will all just like, the bees die too. But bees are very good about dying for the greater good kind of thing. Yeah. And so they all will attack the wasp and they'll yeah. round the wasp in a ball of bees and then they'll vibrate so aggressively right. that the friction of their bodies cooks the wasp. It cooks the wasp because like they, I remember hearing the, the temperature or whatever, but like the bees themselves are able to withstand a temperature no. that's like one degree higher than the temperature necessary to cook the wasp a lot of bees die in this process (laughs) like don't get me wrong but the thing is our nice good old a lot of bees lay down their lives (laughs) our nice american bees don't understand what's about to happen to them they've never had to deal with this kind of heat so why why should they know how to create a ball of bees and how cook to, their enemies. You know what to, I mean? Like yeah, how just, to create a wasp oven. They don't know how to make the wasp oven. No. And so I really, I'm worried for them. I you am know? concerned And I'm worried for bees. myself too, because once the bees are gone, you know those hornets are coming for us. Oh, yeah. They're you coming know? for you and me first, I think. I can't cook a wasp. I mean, I have an oven, but like... 
Yeah. How do I get them in there? I'll be terrified, John. That's Absolutely terrified. Well, this is what Animal Crossing has been training us for. Oh my god, you I'm shake, so good. I've you been shake stung the trees with with the with net, net in your hand. Yeah. I haven't been stung by wasps in in weeks. <laughs> I use all my medicine on my sick villagers. So we talked about the murder hornets in the episode, and then we we talked about poker faces, and that was pretty funny. Sing a bit of a Lady Gaga song, which is, you know what? Actually, it's good. This is good for us. Because I think so too. I feel like that episode would have gotten shut down because they would have been like, "You took this Lady Gaga song and That's you sung true. a bit of it, and you can't have that on the internet, and everyone knows that." Yeah, because Lady Gaga knows that you're not one of her little monsters. I'm not. A, I, I, you know, I was friends with gay guys in college, but I mean, I'm still friends with gay guys. But in college was when that was like a big thing. <laughs> It's it's when it was more of my personality. No, I mean like that's when all everyone was like, I'm a little monster, and I'm like, cool, Chaz. <laughs> I just thought of the gayest name I could think of, and I, I don't know any gay guys named Chaz. So. No, that's pretty good though. Yeah, thank you. Thank uh, you. Okay, so uh, the, the oh, I I think I said I talked about poker faces without even talking about what the episode was. It was how to play poker. It was bad. Anyway, we're here now. To tell you, because we, look, we can't do that again. No. Lightning doesn't strike twice. That's true. There's only ever been one instance of lightning. <laughs> <laughs> lightning does not strike twice. You know about it because of the one time it happened. And, and it was fun. fucking crazy. It was so That's, nuts. That, that story it... has transcended generations. Just like unicorns. There's only one of them. You know? Yeah. And and that was it. And it was so delicious. You, it was... <laughs> that's the thing. That's what they don't tell you, is that Unicorn was so tasty. It was really it good. in this world. Oh, man. Now I'm sad I already uh, told you about the Dodos. Yeah, the Dodos was good. I've, I've, I have an amendment to my Dodo anecdote. I've, sure. For the listeners who listen week to week. I did say that the dodos went extinct because they were so dumb and so easy to kill. It's right there in the name, and really. They they called each other to the scene of the the murder that was taking place. Like, Turns hey, come out, get murdered. Taylor and I then watched a documentary about the disappearance of the dodo. <laughs> and uh turns out that they likely went extinct because of pigs and other livestock that were introduced to the islands and not the people themselves because dodos apparently uh tasted fucking terrible. So <laughs> they so had that we didn't for want them. to kill them all. We wanted to kill so few of them that we stopped breeding them and they stopped surviving and they died. I mean, a bunch of shipwrecked mariners were like, thank God, it's our salvation, this bird. And then they ate it and they were like, we'd rather eat anything else. Like, <laughs> they That's wrote so down, sad. They wrote down that the dodos tasted really bad. So they were not hunted to death. We know this. Right. Um, but so they were sad. just a big. They were just a big pigeon. But since they, like, you know, anything we eat has, like, breast meat from right. flying. Like, it's the flappy muscles. Yeah. But since dodos walk around on their two legs, they uh, they had really, oil like, all the muscle was in the butt and the legs. 
<laughs> and apparently it was very tough and very oily and it was just not palatable. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to uh, correct a prior statement that I made. And I know that's the first time this has happened on downtime where I've said something that is patently false. Yeah. Um, Emily has never apologized before. I've never apologized. I'm really sorry. And I'm sorry to the Dodos, really, because they don't deserve to be slandered. I think we should all. On top of everything else that befell them. We should all have a a moment of silence for the Dodos. In our last episode. And I'll let you you pause uh, for that, listeners. So we'll skip right through it. Um, So we're here to talk about reality shows. Hell yeah. Uh, and how to win, specifically how to win them. So we, we're we not here to talk about, like, the Kardashian show or, like, I don't know. There's a bunch of them where there's no winning involved. You know, Real Housewives. Nobody wins. Real Housewives, nobody wins. Oh, I did, I did facilitate an episode of Love and Hip Hop once. I don't know anything about Love and Hip Hop, so that would be good. I don't That'd, know That's either. good intel. Okay, never mind. I know that nobody wins, yeah. but I was um, in the restaurant. This is what I learned about reality television. Mm-hmm. So we, they wanted to shoot at our restaurant in our like private dining oh, room. Oh, right. At the you time. literally facilitated it. Yeah. So I, I was like the go between between the upper management and the owners of the restaurant who were there for this and the people producing the show. And I was like, basically the go between to tell them like, they want to do this. And then the owners would be like, I don't want them to do that. And so basically it was all well and good until they were like, don't worry, uh, spend whatever you want, but we want to put these cocktails in our glasses. And we're like, why do you want your glasses? And it turns out that any cup you see on reality TV is made of plastic. Yeah. Because glassware actually, first of all, they're always throwing drinks, right? Mm -hmm. So that's dangerous to have real glass around, but any like glass throws off a lot of glinty light that fucks with the filming. And so they always want their cups. But the problem with these guys is they're, they were like, can you fill the glasses we brought? with your cocktails and the glasses they brought were like the largest tumblers I've ever seen. (laughs) And so I had to explain to them that this was actually three drinks and not one drink. (laughs) And so like, A, just tell the people to be careful drinking them. Right. Because it is real alcohol. It's the most important part. And also... They're like, look, we we don't care. Just like put it on the tab for the. the oh, okay, show. cool. Like, we, we as long as they're cool, and paying for it. Yeah, I guess. Cool. <laughs> but then there was a bit where one of the reality show people had to throw a drink in the other reality show person's face. Classic. And then, a classic yeah, move. A classic, classic move, right? And so then the owner got really upset. He was like, they're messing up my restaurant. You know, whatever. There's drinks <laughs> in the places. I, okay. I, kn- I know the restaurant. I, I had been at that bar. There's no oh. way a thrown beverage is the worst thing that ever happened to that bar. Right? Like, so in this room specifically, I, like, brought a girl that was, like, having a seizure into that room oh my god to be taken away by an ambulance like like no panties having a full seizure dress up to her armpits so i mean like that was rough what the fuck so this is nothing you know like absolutely nothing and he's like trying to make a fuss you know right and the guy like one of the pas pulls me aside and he goes hey um 
your boss knows this isn't real, right? <laughs> 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 Which I think was the funniest oh shit my God. I could have been told. That's like, the inside scoop right there. It was the inside scoop of Damn. inside scoops. Because they did several takes. Right. You of, know? of the drink <laughs> being thrown. You know, they the dramatic motion. <laughs> get it just right <laughs> really funny so that was like my reality show moment where i was like had a glimpse behind the curtain you know but yeah that was hey he knows this isn't real <laughs> it was very good but yeah um, so competition like casting so, to uh the big finish right so actually with the cup thing there was a big thing about the cups specifically in love is blind because they, for continuity's sake, and I, I'm assuming probably because of the glass thing, through the entire process of Love is Blind, like, they, I don't know if you have heard anything about it, but for the audience. I've watched a few episodes, but They start it. in these, like, pods where where they're, like, they don't, they can't see anyone or, or whatever, but they can talk to each other through, like, from each other's pods. And there they started out with these, like, completely like gold glassware these these like wine glasses these giant stemmed wine glasses that were completely encased in like this gold paint and okay. from there to like when they were on an island resort together to when they were all in each other's respective houses like through the entire series those gold cups were there the entire time and it was Wait, in very their houses? yeah like yeah they went they, to the contestants' homes? They yeah, yeah, yeah. That later on in the show, that's like a whole okay. part of it. They have to like if they're paired up, they have to live with each other and see each other's like living spaces and whatever. So they were in, I just in, like, in the their pods. houses. Yeah. That's that's I the just fun like part. it. I just like it because I related to it in our current quarantine times. It I was felt... very accurate. Yeah. SNL did like, a wow. whole thing on it. Oh, did they? Oh, they damn. Did. Yeah, damn. they took that. Those professional comedians. God damn them. Damn them. Damn them for making money, doing what we do faster and better than we do it. Yeah, I think while while we're on Love is Blind, uh, I think in because we're going to have to go show by show because there's different strategies depending on okay. what show you're on for sure. Okay, but I feel like there are like overarching like themes. There are different characters you could be like you could be oh, the yeah. bad boy or you could be the bitch or the sweetheart or... I don't know. You're gonna have to help you, me because I don't have to watch a lot of these. Well, yeah. There's always a villain. Well, I'm okay. I'm I'm more familiar with like the Bachelor Bachelorette yeah. series. But these are like the archetypes, you right. know, the there's, jocks. Well, the driven, that, the seemingly driven people that you think like, what are they doing here? You know, like I used to watch America's Next Top Model. I yeah. liked America's Next Top Model a lot, and there was like there's a little bit of that element, right, where they're all living in the house together, and you got to see them interact with one another and whether they liked each other or disliked each other. And I remember one year there was, of course, they're just recruited in like shopping malls and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and they like send in their their headshots and they do a little walk in front of casting directors and then they get cast or not. And this girl was like a Harvard business major. Yeah. You know, and you kept thinking like she was a little snooty. She thought she was a little bit better than it. You know, yeah. But you kept thinking like you're actually smart. Like why are you here? And it's true. Like when she, I don't even think she got booted. I think she left. 
I think that was okay, the big thing. I was going to bring that up as like, not obviously not a strategy to win, but like, if you want my utmost respect, I don't care how you do in the show. Like, I don't know. I don't care how talented you are or how in love you are, whatever the case may be for the specific show you're on. If you get up and say, you know what? This sucks. This is wrong. And you get up and say to the producers, no, I'm I'm leaving. Bye. And and then you do your send off. You like just completely keep your dignity. Dude, I have so much respect for you. We were watching. Um, what was it? It wasn't next in fashion. It was making the cut. The new uh, designer oh, show with. Yeah, yeah. With Tim Gunn and, and Heidi Klum. Heidi Klum. Yeah. And there was one guy. I, I, spoilers, I guess. There was, but I won't tell you who it was. There was one guy who was, he was paired up with another guy and he was so into his partner's designs. He was like adoring it the entire time and they scored really poorly and they got you know, like, they were on the chopping block at the end and uh, to borrow a phrase from chopped and <laughs> they were, they were asking him like, why do you think you need, why? Like they were being so overcritical about their work together. And he was like, you can say whatever you want about me, but his design, he's a genius and his designs are amazing. And I, I don't think that he deserves to go home. And they were, they got into it and they kept going and like really digging into them. And they were like, they looked at him and like, why, why do you think you deserve to be here? Or why do you think you should be here? And he was, he looked at them. He straight up said in the moment, I don't think I should be here and, oh. and walked out. It was awesome. Like, wow. I have so much respect. I didn't really like anything that he did, but I'll remember that because that was awesome. Yeah. Like, that's. So it's about making an impression. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is important. I mean, like, oh, what did I watch a lot of? Especially okay, so like... in the Bachelor series, because if you, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter at what point in the show you make your impression, as long as you make that impression, you're coming back on some other. Ver that's you'll come true. back in Bachelor in Paradise, whatever. The Winter Bachelor games. universe is so expansive. Yeah. Right? Because uh, you talk about it because you and Sam watch it together. And I don't really want – I don't watch The Bachelor at all. I think I was watching it a little bit when we were doing, um, like, the the bracket for them that one <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Fantasy Bachelor. And I did watch it a little bit then. But other than that, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not very familiar with it. But that did seem like, yeah. Yeah. It was a thing. If you, if you do – anything remotely like even if you're a complete shitbird as long as you make an impression on the audience you're you're gonna come back in in some oh. capacity well yeah, at least they'll they, give you the offer and they have so many different shows and shit and then people watch it so religiously i mean they want to see it they want to see that person again whether they loved them or they hated them mm -hmm. you know because they remember i think you're right it's all about that impression absolutely and then what did i watch a whole lot of rupaul's drag race rupaul's drag race yeah i excellent. haven't watched very much of it but what i've seen i really enjoyed it is excellent television because it does combine like drama of uh, li not really living together but coming back every day to the same you know space where they all have to work together kind of live together do all that stuff and then but they're staying in hotels so they don't have like a big house that they stay in but then they have to go back and they also have to make their own or put together their own looks and designs very similar to like a project runway type of thing mm -hmm. so it's like you always talk about 
like as drag queens they're supposed to be like putting together their own stuff and so it's always like big drama when they have something that they have to create themselves and then they they're like oh my god well I'm not a sewing queen and so they're like hot gluing stuff together and sometimes it works better than someone who spent hours like sewing something right you know whatever and there's always drama there but that is kind of less restrained and also super amazing because it's like these people who kind of, I don't know, to a certain extent, almost have a better grip on like actual reality, <laughs> but also understand that this is a show and it's camp. Right. You know, it's like a study in camp. And so it's really interesting to see that play out because they're like, no, man, like. I lived on the street for a while and now I came and did this and you're crying that you have a rip in your dress. Like, fuck yourself. Do you have any insight on how to win RuPaul's Drag Race? If somebody was, I, I feel like it's not really our place, but just in case. Oh, I mean, I did watch like all the seasons up until like two years ago. Any and good so, through line between the winners? Yeah. I think you have to have like that individualistic. It does help if you know how to sew. I did find that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have to you have to have your own individual flair, no matter what it is, and then just be the best at executing yourself and bringing that out. That seems to be like the the core of RuPaul's Drag Race because you can ha everyone's got a shtick and a gimmick because it's drag, and there's right. also like a lot of performance elements to it because it once again it's drag. And so you kind of have to be that whole package of you don't have to be able to sing or do anything like that, but you have to be able to express uh, your own look and right. your own ideas like very well. And to bring that out is important. And also just don't be a bitch because the bitches, they don't win. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the same thing. Sometimes on The Bachelor Bachelorette, the villain will make it like unfortunately far and there's discrepancies as to there's there's discrepancy as to how much producer involvement there is with the villain making it so far because uh -huh. you, on one hand you can't believe that the person that you see in the like in little interviews could possibly be ingratiated so well with the main person but at the same time you know that they're like mm -hmm. you're seeing a specific edit of the person that might not be super flattering at all and you're also not seeing all of the interaction with the main person. So there's, it's, it's always a little sketchy. You're always not really sure what's going on. Thank you so much to our wonderful, amazing, glorious artist this week, Hallie Neal. That's Hallie with two L's for when you search her on Instagram and Facebook. She is at Hallie Neal, N-E-A-L is her last name, and it's H-A-L-L-E-Y. So at Hallie Neal on Instagram and Facebook, and her website is HallieNeal.com, and you're going to find that in the link in the description. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for your song, So Damn Perfect. It is nearly, nearly perfect. It's really, really a great song, and I really think you guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, so yeah, it is the second single off of the record that Hallie is recording and looking to release in September. So get on her Instagram and Facebook and get to her website and make sure you're following her to make sure that you, you're, you're notified when things come out in September, uh, cause it's, it's been really great so far. So without further ado, please enjoy So Damn Perfect by Hallie Neal.
about something before it exists But I wanna dance in the morning Wrapped in a blanket and sunlight I wanna kiss you, no warning Can we try? Cause I can't want you more than this But I get scared of happiness Why you gotta be so If you'd only let me in We'd be like two halves of something that we've never had Oh, oh, oh baby, put your hands on me I need something to fall asleep Don't tiptoe around it We both know we're taking a chance I wanna dance in the morning Wrapped in a blanket and sunlight produced sometimes they are oh my god emily especially with listen to your heart that's so the bachelor okay so tell what is listen to your heart so listen to your heart is the bachelor's attempt at some sort of talent based show it's it's called the bachelor presents love or the bachelor presents listen to your heart and they got like all these like musicians like singer songwriter people some of them are singers. I think most of them are, and some of them are just like general singers. Like they just are, just call themselves musical. I don't know. It's but whatever. But some of these moments, it's so clear <laughs> that ABC realized how much that this was gonna flop 
so early on because some of it is so fucking rough. They were like the episode that aired last night. There was some phrase that I heard. It was the preview for the episode that's going to air next week where there's a character who's like having drama in her relationship. Like they're not on the same page and they think that they're going to like go home because their performance isn't going to. It's a weird show where. Wait, so they go home. (laughs) Do they go home? So they, do they you go get... home if they're not in love enough, or do they so... not go home if they're not talented enough? So it's both. It's both. They. Oh my god! Every week, they have to put on a performance with the person that they're coupled up with, and there are three judges. Some of the, some of the judges are coupled up, so they have to decide based on their performance how good their relationship is and how good the performance was. And based on those two criteria, who should stay and who should go? <laughs> it's that's impossible. It's it's really just, like, fucking you know dumb. That the, the judges don't have anything to do with that decision. Because how could you have anything to do with that decision? Like mm, they were really talented, but I don't think they're in love. Well, there's a couple that's been making it like the one guy who's cute as a button. He's like young John Mayer kind of kind of situation and he's very talented like he can play the piano and he can play the guitar and he's got a great voice and he just kind of got passed up the first couple days and in the shows that they do that are like this if you don't get paired up early like same with bachelor in paradise if you don't get paired up early you're gonna have a really hard time making it the rest of the way he got lucky enough where so this that's girl... a good tip for our listeners right yeah for people looking for tips <laughs> Get get paired up early. <laughs> Swallow your pride if you have to take In somebody. Bachelor related shows. <laughs> if you have to take somebody you don't really like for a little while, go for it. But you have to be ready to rip the cord as soon as something else comes along that's reliable. Don't rip the cord unless you know it's for sure. Oh my god! He got passed up early on, and a new girl came in to like shake shake things up, and she got passed up. Uh-huh. by a guy who was sticking with his girl like that he was with from in the first place and she just kind of like picked this guy up and in all of their interactions you're like you guys don't give a fuck about each other <laughs> like you clearly do not <laughs> like you're this is not a romantic relationship whatsoever and that's very clear to all of us but when they performed they both played it up really really well so they got to like the semifinal. The the it was the second to last episode last night and they they just got booted again. Spo- I don't know spoilers. <laughs> they got booted, but like they made it really far oh considering there was definitely no connection there whatsoever. So I mean, I guess if if you're on a show where there's show. where there's weird ass criteria that doesn't actually have anything to do with the usual premise of the show, I guess go for it. I don't know. I think the the takeaway for all of this, right, from, from what I'm getting, is I think you need to, like, RuPaul's Drag Race or, you know, Project Run- Runway or America's Next Top Model or The Bachelor. Shark Tank. It's like, you need to pick your, you have to pick your shick. Yeah. And then you need to stick to it. You know yes. what I mean? Like, no, if you really you're going to. You really got to be like, this is who I am. This is what we're doing. And it's going to take me as far as it'll take me. If you're on a show, but you have to choose early, right. early decisions. Yeah, you have to. I mean, make you have to make your decision before you get there, 
and then you have to stick with it the whole time. Like if you're on The Bachelor and you're yeah. not, you're playing it's to like, like if you're playing for the Instagram followers, you have to make a character and stick to it. You have to decide what your character is going to look like and lean into it. Because if you're, if you're like saying stuff, if you're leaning into the stuff that the producers are giving you, because the producers, from what I hear, always try to like give them very leading questions to sort of get them to say what they need for their cut for their, for the edit that they're trying to give this person. So if you know that you're trying to go for the person that they're going with, let the producers do all the work. Cause they're, they're going to give you everything you need to be that person. But you, I think you have to sort of come with that character in mind. So they start giving you those opportunities to have those interviews and get that time in. I've seen it because I've been on casting websites, you know, when I was doing that whole thing. And it is very much you see the listings all the time. Like they're looking for certain types of people They're yeah. They are cast, you know, from yeah. a certain pool of people. So, I mean, they cast you. They don't they didn't like just pick a lotto. They're casting you for whatever you put out there in your audition. So you kind of have to make good. Well, sometimes other times. They're casting you because they looked back in your Twitter history and saw all the times you used the N-word and they want that drama. And that's super not cool, ABC, and you should really stop doing that because it sucks. Yeah, it's really bad. You get to know these characters. You start because you mentioned Instagram followers before this. So do they have to after they after they get filmed? Right. There's a long time in between this going down and it making it to the general public. Right. right. So do you know anything about like the because there have been incidents, right, where these people have then on their social media released spoilers and done that kind of thing. Or you can just see that they don't end up with the person because they're dating someone and they're posting about it on their Instagram. Right. right. Like is there like a do well, they say, so th- like you're not allowed to post on Instagram for five months until this yeah, is done. Like that that really doesn't happen. Like that, it really doesn't happen that much. There's, but it there's has a, happened, though, right? It has happened, but it's it, those are flukes, really. Like, in they they do their okay. darndest so to keep like that stuff violating from happening. their agreement. Yes, they have fully violated agreement if that if that happens. Yeah, absolutely. There are some insiders. Yeah, they, don't, they have to sign the thing that says they're they don't have their phone during this whole time. Yep. And they not can't. allowed to have your phone the whole time. Um, and yeah, you're not allowed to say anything until the stuff premieres. And you're not allowed to post anything. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. That's why there's uh, so strict. There's a few insiders. Um, Reality Steve is the big one. He's he started a blog because he, um, he was able to find out spoilers for the end of the seasons really early on, and so now he just has a reputation for being that guy that has all the insider information. Um, so his mm. blog is where people go if they want spoilers. But I don't know why you would want that. So it doesn't seem fun. Um, no, either like doesn't that take away i don't know because like i as a not i'm not a big and you i say this like i'm not a big reality show watcher but i mean i watch great british baking show all the time and mm-hmm. that is certainly like a reality show of this of this type you know i mean it's Absolutely. based on how good at baking they are on this but list of I reality all, shows like, that i have, have pulled up fix. it's the sixth show this is a list yeah. of like 50 so, shows I mean, and it's number six. On well, there, so. you do. 
you like bet on people and you think, okay, they have the right temperament, whatever. They have the best flavors or they have a great personality. You're just rooting for them. You know, like in the latest episode of Great British Bake Off. And if you haven't, Mm -hmm. I mean, in the latest season for that Americans get. So that's 2019, the 2019 season, because of course, if you're if you have BBC, like you just watch it as it's happening. But we have to watch whatever Netflix allows us to have. (laughs) So um, there was one baker on there that made it really far. And it was Rosie. She was a vet. And she was just like super cool. But basically, she's just a large animal vet, which was why she had me in her corner. Like I was like, yes, I'm here for Rosie. I love you so much. Rosie was bringing in like she was bringing in like horse vaccination needles in order to, you know, uh, do uh, decorative jellies. You know, unused. you're just like, I unused. love you. It's important to say unused. Unused. Um, clean. Yeah, it, clean. He, it was best because Noel Fielding would always go up to her and just try and coax out of her like the weirdest shit she's ever seen as a veterinarian. Very good. Yeah, he was just really into the like macabre <laughs> nature of being a vet. And it yeah. was just very good. It was very funny but yeah so, so you what's like root how do you win it doesn't even matter how do you win great great british bake-off oh, i think don't man. don't bite off more than you can chew there's always that yeah. like architect that comes in that like tries to figure out like the best showstopper of all time and and like completely well sometimes people nail it but sometimes if, it works out i think if you're I, confident that it's going to work then go for it but don't do it every week because if you do it yeah, every week you're like, gonna fuck one of them up and it's gonna it's gonna screw yeah. you over Know when to keep it simple. Like, that's the yes. thing is you, you're right that you, you can't bite off more than you can chew, but also know when to not keep it simple. Like, it yeah. pisses them off when you're like, no, I'm just going to make a really good cake because eight times out of ten, I would say, that doesn't pan out for you because you just did something very simply and it's they're going to say you had four hours and all you made was this. I think so, if you like, can thread the needle. Perfect, yeah. I think if you can thread the needle yeah, of tricky. like f- of figuring out the things that look like they were difficult and look like they took a lot of time out and effort out to do, if you can make those the things that you go for, that's that's the way to go, I think. Cuz then yeah, you absolutely like, the variance of super simple to super complicated and and technical. I think that's that's the ideal because the the things yeah. that are super simple are much more impressive to the judges when you've done a lot of other super technical stuff because they see that your your temperament is there you know when it's it's best you know when less is more and they also get to know you i feel like or at least they make it seem like it they get to know the bakers as individuals so they know where your strong suits are and they know where your weaknesses are break and out so of your if you're comfort trying to zone. hide your weaknesses exactly so if you're trying to hide your weaknesses anyway like that's gonna show right through right. so it's interesting but bake off yeah i feel like it is different because it is based on your cooking ability. That's why your, yeah, your you do have reality to know love how, how to bake. <laughs> singing show is so confusing. Yeah. Like you have to be excellent at baking. Right. Which I think is uh, for the other. What people think of reality shows is people who are otherwise untalented. Yeah. Like I feel like there's a certain. There's certain genres, right, where it's like, okay, here's here are the reality shows looking for people who are talented and that are the best at what they do. And here are the reality shows that are looking for people to fall in love. Right. 
and, and here are the reality shows where they're looking for just the worst people alive. Yeah. So it's 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 interesting, but I think in any way to get the most screen time, screen time, and to win a reality show, right? To get you have to get the producers on your side. Yeah. You know, no matter what, you got to be something that the audience is looking for, or that the producers think the audience is looking for, because whoever if they keep the charming people in or the really talented people in, they know more people are gonna watch, and that translates to money, which is what it always yeah. boils down to. It's true. It's not about love, and it's not about baking, and it's <laughs> not about clothes. It's about money <laughs> and advertisers. I think. We can shotgun a few of these. At least I can. I don't know. Shark Tank? Shark Tank's easy. Uh, How to win at Shark Tank? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've seen like an episode. Uh, Have a good product and also be able to present that product well and have it together. Because they will yell at you if you're not together. Yes. You got to know your numbers. You got to know all those numbers. Like watch an episode and you'll know exactly the numbers that they're going to ask you. And as soon as you get an offer, fucking take it. (laughs) Like if, because they always do that shit where the, where there's one offer on the table and they're like, well, I want to explore other possibilities. And then the other sharks are like, well, well, why won't you take it? And then you're fucked. Then, then that, Mm. that offer is gone. They always do that shit. Okay. Um, love is blind. I just, I have to talk about, Jessica and Mark. I have to talk about Love is Blind too. I need to talk about all reality show in this regard. Um, <laughs> some people have stupid speaking voices. And you need to you need to listen to yourself talk a little bit because that one sporty girl, is that Jessica, the thin blonde girl? Uh, she is thin and blonde. She was the one that like wanted so badly for everyone to be judgy about the age difference between her yes. and Yes. Okay, okay, yeah. Her she needs she needs voice lessons. She needs vocal <laughs> training. Her voice is terrible to listen to. She's like, I'm from Chicago. I love baseball. And if you don't love baseball, then I hate you. And everyone's gonna hate me, but I have a very strict very strict, uh, you know, things that the boys have to adhere to. They have to be fit. I won't be with yeah. anyone who isn't fit, you know, and she's just really Dude, irritating. But her voice was was just ear sandpaper. With Love is Blind, I think Jessica made it very clear that when when you are searching for a reason to hate your partner, that's that's when to leave. <laughs> Yeah, right. She's that's like, that's when to cut loose, especially to a person as nice as Marcus. Was Mark? I don't know. He was Marcus. like the nicest person on that show. He stuck with her through, th- through fucking, I would say thick and thin, but it was all thin. Oh my god. He stuck with her the entire time. It was just the nicest, most understanding, most communicative partner you could wish for, and she just wasn't having any of it. She was. She just. Did not want to be with him at all. She was fishing for her, like, parents and her friends to give a shit that she was older than him, even though why the fuck would anyone care? Why would you care? Oh, my God. That's crazy. In all of her interviews, she was just like, oh, well, I'm going to go talk to my best friends now, and I will see what they say about the age difference. And then she brings it up, and they're like, oh, cool. Because, like, yeah. (laughs) It's 2020, bitch. What did you expect? (laughs) 
All right, next one. Um, the Circle. Did you watch The Circle? I didn't. Uh, apparently, what I heard about See, The Circle this is, was that you this had is to when cool. we have to adopt the Are We Friends. These are the episodes that we have to do it Are We Friends style with homework. Yeah. Well, it was like, okay. Uh, what I know about it is that there were like some really douchey people that didn't do so well, and then there was one guy who was doing really well just by being a nice dude. Yeah. And Joey. that happens a lot. That happens a lot with a lot of these reality shows is like you want to root for the everyman. You're yeah. like, they're not doing anything crazy. They're just like me. And those people go really far because it turns out you don't want to see assholes succeed at anything because there's no justice in the world. You know, yeah. we look around at our day to day life and we see <laughs> assholes succeeding everywhere. And so when you go to reality is quote unquote reality TV, you are still looking for that escape and you're still looking for the heroes in all yeah, of this like, absolutely who, who do i need to like you know what i mean so yeah I no think the, that's, like, the circle to be down to earth the circle was great because that like there the the way to win that is to be 100 genuine from the get-go there were people who yeah, like, but if you came suck, in... like if you're being genuine, it doesn't matter. That's like, you true. Genuinely suck. Like... That's a good point. No, like the the people who made it to the very end and the person who won, like they were just, they were actually genuinely nice people and they were rooting for everybody. Even the guy who was pretending to be his girlfriend. What? Yeah. What is this show? <laughs> oh my so, god! So the deal with I the circle feel... is that everyone gets their own they little rate apartments. They each other, right? Like yes. They ra- but it's basically like you set up your own social profile that uh-huh. and that's the only reference that the other contestants have for you. So uh-huh. you can choose to catfish people if you want. And that's what they that's the term that they use for it, even though that's not really what that means. So they use other so they don't do any live blogs or anything. They're just no. like pictures and status updates or. Yep. Yep. It's just pictures and yeah, status and chat. Yeah oh it's it it was very interesting and i am very tempted to watch the like brazilian version and the french version that's on (laughs) netflix (laughs) but yeah it was it was really interesting because there was like the guy who made it to the very end who was literally pretending to be his girlfriend the entire time he he was just kind of a nice dude like he played the game a little bit but you could tell that when he screwed someone over he like didn't feel great about it (laughs) oh Okay, I feel like we've done it. You know what I mean? Like, we you just got to be... We hit the big ones. Be yourself, but be a better, more interesting version of yourself. Because you can't give them nothing, which is what I always hope in these reality shows, is like, just go in there and be a normal schmo the whole time. Like, that's not going to get you very far because it's not no. interesting enough. You no. have to dip your toes into the drama pool just yeah, you a little do. bit. You- Okay, so here's the other thing, and the last thing I'm going to say about it, because this is, I feel like this is a good wrap-up point to make. Mm-hmm. Watch the fucking show, if you oh, can. Oh, God, yeah. Like, if you're season one, I'm sorry. Like, you're going to yeah, go yeah, in yeah. blind. But, like, this happens, Bake Off is the, the biggest reality show that I watch. Is like, really the one that I'm, like, obsessed with and I watch the most of. Watch ahead of time. You know they're going to ask you to make a creme pat, and you're just going to have to know how to do it. You're going to have right? to know how to make a rough puff pastry. And they're and like, just... oh, my God, I've never done this before. And, like, there's never once that they don't have almost an entire uh, weekend, an episode, which is a weekend, two days, 
where it's pretty much nothing but meringues. They're going to ask you to do fucking meringues. <laughs> They're going to ask you to do something crazy with meringues. I hate meringues. Meringues are stupid. It's just egg whites and sugar. But yeah. there's like eight different kinds of ways you can do it. Well, there's way more than that probably. But yeah, they're gross. They're icky. And Paul Hollywood fucking loves them. He's always <laughs> going to ask you to do it. The other thing is like, learn what they like. Paul Hollywood That's loves true. bananas and peanut butter. He's basically a big <laughs> monkey, you know? Make something with peanut butter and he will love you forever, you know? And then, and then he'll say you're great with your flavors and then you can coast. Yeah. Put booze in something for Prue. You'll be fine. Put booze in something for Prue, but not too much. Everyone always puts too much booze in things or not enough booze. Booze is difficult. Avoid booze, I'd say, because they de- they definitely, it's hard to get right. Serve sure. a dessert with champagne on the side. People do oh, that yeah. sometimes and it's nice. It's classy. I like it. But yeah. Yeah. So. yeah generally, just, just watch the fucking show. Get get an yeah. idea for what's going on. Watch the show ahead of time. You know, you gotta you gotta study. You know you're gonna be on this. Yep. And you, for a lot of these shows, even if there isn't a cash prize at the end, there's uh, there's a big fucking Instagram follower prize if the show gets big and you oh get popular God. on that show, and that means money, dog. My my closing remarks on specifically romance based TV shows. If you if the goal is to be in a relationship and being in that relationship will make it will like get you to the end of the show and get you to winning. It's the same advice that I have for people in real relationships. Shocker. Over communicate. Oh God. Yeah. There are so many people on these stupid shows that just, they have all these feelings in their head and they're so stressed about it. And then they don't say fuck all to the person that it matters to. And it just doesn't make any fucking sense. If it's a romance show and you're, you're, the goal is to be in a relationship, over-communicate. It'll always go well. Oh, well, there you go. Now we know how to be on The Bachelor. I feel like I could win. I feel like I could win Bachelor. I'd have to lose 40 pounds, but yeah. not 40, but still. I don't I don't know that you would. I don't know. They seem to, like, they're like, well, we have such a diverse, like, bunch of people. Or do we they have, don't. like, so many different people? And it's like, no. We have our oldest contestant ever. She's 29. <laughs> You're like, whatever. Yeah. yeah, they're they're going back to, uh, yeah, whatever. We don't have to go. Yeah. <clears throat> it would be a whole thing. I think we did it. Are you, are you we happy? We for sure did it. We yes. did a lot. It turns out I could talk about massive. all of this for so much longer. Yeah. Like I could, I could do a whole series on what to do at what stage of the bachelor and bachelorette. <laughs> I feel like you've watched so much of the bachelor. Episode one. Stop, stop sitting on the couch while everybody gets two or three talks with them, the, with the lead person. Stop, because people just sit there and they chit chat with everybody else being like, oh my God, I can't believe she's going in for another talk. Shut up and go get another talk. It's like, oh my God. they don't play the game. It's so stupid. Play to win. Play, play to win. To win. Be, a cha- be a champion. Stop gossiping and get your time in. Maybe we should make our own reality TV show for a No, there's episode. 800 of them. That's true. There's so many good ones. Anyways. All right. I think that's all I have. John, we have some people to thank. Yes. I would like to thank Ethan Gustafson, as always, for the use of his music as our intro and outro theme. You can find more work from Ethan at somepointsound.com, and I highly recommend it. He does good work, and he does he does quick work. Love it. All right. Thank you so much to Natalie Spitzel for the use of her cover art as our album artwork. You can find more from Natalie at 
NMS underscore creative on Instagram. And you can also go to her website, nataliespitzel.com. I'm so proud of you. I know. And the thing is, I was so sad when we lost our episode because I did it right for the first time ever. I, I didn't even notice. I did it right. I did it right. Dang. And then I was like, I can't fuck it up because I owe Natalie that much and, and more. Yeah. So there you go, Natalie. And listeners, we... understand how to get to Natalie's page. <laughs> Natalie, acknowledge that you are acknowledged. <laughs> Thank you. We uh we have a brand new uh show. That we are streaming on Twitch every Thursday night uh, from 7 to 9 or sometimes 8 to 10 if the timing doesn't work out. But most of the time, it's going to be Thursday nights, 7 to 9. It's called Outlaws and Old Ones. It's our uh, Call of Cthulhu streaming show that we're doing. It's me and the three guys from Are We Friends and Shannon, who has been on the show before. Um, so, yeah, get on it. It's uh, If you like tabletop role-playing games like D&D and, and things of that that nature and you like watching people play it, then you should come come watch us play. It'll be a fun time. We'll kill some monsters and we'll inhabit a, a new town and we'll get into some shenanigans. It'll be great. Awesome. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash tindalos. That's the page to follow if you want to get notified when our streams are going up. It's twitch.tv slash T-Y-N-D-A-L-O-S. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Emily Downey. I'm John Downey. Al Roker, I will fight you.